Hey, welcome to the CCWSA podcast. I'm Rob Hot, your host here in Oklahoma City, and uh, have some special guests with us today. Uh, you guys are coming to us from Virginia, is that correct? That is correct, yes. Williamsburg, Virginia. How do you say your last name, Joseph? This is Joseph and his lovely bride, Jessica. And our last name is Hazel R. Hazel R. I would have, I would have messed that up grandly. Sorry. Um, had the, had the privilege to to get introduced to you out at Shot Show. Um, I was I was hanging out with the uh, production manager and the owner and the marketing rep from Flashbang Holsters, and they spoke very highly of you guys. Um, I've since actually checked out your stuff. Um, make a really nice product, but how did you guys? come along? How did you work your way into this business? What was the background? What was the story there? Well, the quick, uh, well, I'll try to keep it within a couple minutes, is uh, we've been in, in business now for about 10 plus years as far as business. Um, me and her were born and raised in Alaska, fell in love there, got married when we were 18, so on and so forth. I actually joined the military and became a state trooper. And so that's really what sort of probably thrust us into the firearms um, you know, world of sort of being around there, obviously being a state trooper and things like that. And for the most part, we had four kids and um, we didn't, um, you know, for a wife, she didn't really have too much desire to even really be around guns that much. Besides, she knew that I was in law enforcement, but she didn't really have this passion, like what you see in the last uh, 10 or 11 years of this passion for long, for, for uh, uh, concealed carry and, um, and uh, uh, how that's obviously <laughs> bloomed into a business. Uh, until our kids start to get a little bit older and then like what uh, some moms do or even other people, um, you start to feel a little bit questionable, uh, you know, in the country of like safety. And so you start wondering, man, if this were to happen, would I be prepared? And so you start asking those questions. And I remember her coming to me and saying, you know, I never really wanted to know, but I think it's time I learn, like, if, if anything, that I could protect myself and that, uh, you know, what is, is the gun always is it going to fire? You know, what is this little button over here? What is this thing? You know, all those real simple questions of curiosity. And, and, uh, and that's really what drove her as far as her passion into getting into the concealed carry uh, market. So uh, what does the guy, what does the guy do or the husband do as soon as he sees that uh, the wife is semi-interested in whatever he's into, he like immediately goes down to the gun store. And luckily um, I didn't go buy her some desert Eagle 45, 50 cal, <laughs> gun like most guys do thinking that this is gonna be a great addition to my own arsenal and I'm gonna hand it to this girl and instead I bought a, a gun that was on uh, brand new to the market it was a Smith & Wesson M&P shield and um, a little single stack fit her hand just perfectly and um, it was a gun specifically made for her and we got it and uh, again probably what most people don't do is they never really see you see these new guns come to market and you never want to scratch your head and say are there accessories that go with it like a holster and at the time there were no holsters on the market for this brand new gun and uh, we're a little bit perplexed and so uh, I'm married to probably one of the most incredible women out there because uh she doesn't like to be told no and uh and she really wanted to shoot this thing and so she immediately starts pouring into the internet and youtube and you know uh, where can i find this thing and she found one company out of like maybe montana uh, that said that they could build a holster for her out of this material called kydex never even heard of it before 
And um, anyways, because of that, and the guy said, oh, it's going to take three or four months to build. She was like, I can't wait that long. So she went to YouTube and sort of self-taught herself how to make a holster. And um, it was merely just so that she can go shoot it at the range. And uh, so she, I still remember her coming to me and she's like, hey, um, you know, I have to buy all these parts and pieces and, you know, getting shipping all the way up to Alaska. Um, I bet, it, you know, we sort of joke about thousand, it. It was a thousand dollar Yeah, I bet it, we sort of joke because it was a thousand dollar holster. Or, you know, yeah. she needed the material and the screws and the eyelets and, you know, all these different little things and some of the tools that were needed to be able to do it. But she was really sort of passionate about, like, I really want to make this thing. It's going to be really neat. And so, um, you know, being a good husband, yes, dear, right? And uh, uh, sure enough, uh, she shipped those products up there. Uh, I always sort of uh, make the joke of like, she went down into the dungeon, you know, if like you're working on Frankenstein or something like that, because that was the creation that she created her first one, uh, was it came up and it was just this ugly looking thing. It held the gun just fine. But as you can imagine, your first time you're building something, you know, it's just this ugly creation or something. And all these things that we never even, you don't even think about in the building process of like, man, I, I can't even get my gun out, you know, and you have to like, you know, uh, figure all these things that a, you know, fast forward 10 years in a holster business, those are all the nuances that you get in a perfected product, right? Is all those, all those mistakes and things like that. And so anyway, she, she made that first holster and then she went back down and made another one and refined her process and to the point where pretty soon I was like, man, I want one for myself. And and so then even for myself now wearing it to work and things like that, other troopers, other people in law enforcement said, whatever that is, I want one. And that sort of sprung forward um, what the sort of our quote to fame today, which is we just sort of failure way to success. And uh, we didn't know how to do a business. We just said, man, if I can sell a hundred completed holsters to strangers, um, we'll go out and get a business license. So there was literally we created a little thermostat like they, with like coloring crayons from like zero to hundred. And I think it took us like over a year to sell the complete strangers of, um, and it was really like just word of mouth and on Facebook or eBay mm -hmm. and just sort of selling to complete strangers. And then uh, we did it. And so then we're like, okay, we're gonna turn this into a business, got a business license. And, um, and then just one little pivot from there to the next. Fast forward, here we are 10 years later, still in business, so. Is that what carried you guys from Alaska to Virginia? No, I, I would say um, from a business standpoint, we never really, so if you can imagine the first, say, five years of the business was a great little hobby, so to speak, even though we called it a business, it wasn't really what we refer to now as being like a, a very um, healthy business that was you know, income and it was consistent and employees and things like that. And so it was very highs and lows to where it wasn't at the point of that zero to five to where I was able to quit and, uh, and go all in on that. And so what actually uh, 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 brought us over to the East Coast was sort of our desire to leave Alaska since we were first getting first got married. And uh, so I had an opportunity with the wars that were going on to come over here and work for government agencies and, and do that. So we got to get, move out of the cold Alaska, came here. And in the midst of that, I might be over in Syria or wherever it would be. And we'd be talking back and forth about, OK, well, what's this, you know, and things like that. Well, she was there literally sort of grinding away you know, sometimes three days a week, sometimes seven days a week while still managing four kids. And I remember it was back in 2000, 
15 or 16? It's been five years. So it's right. six years, maybe. Okay. That you quit. Yeah. May, yeah. May, May 1st, I think six years ago, we sort of came to a head. And, and I always tell this to other entrepreneurs, uh, especially they're doing these little side hustles. At some point, you it's going to come to this crossroads where both are basically consuming 40 hours of your time, right? So now all of a sudden you're working 80 hours a week and you're sort of torn on which one or the other because it's starting to basically uh, erode you know, your family structure, it's maybe eroding your marriage, it's eroding. I'll wait for them to try to see if they can come back in. All right. Sorry for that interruption. Uh, so, yeah, so we had uh, just crossed this, this, this sort of 80 hour, 40 hours in each sort of genre uh, um, as you're trying to get so many entrepreneurs out there are trying to do this sort of side hustle. Um, which is really what America is sort of built on of all these businesses that you drive by every single day. And you sort of, or even some of the big buildings, you wonder, how did they get started in that? And uh, very rarely, unless maybe in the last 20 or 30 years where you start seeing these um, people that are getting financing or, or going out there and collecting these huge sums of money to start businesses, most of them uh, sort of went down the same path that me and uh, Maya and Jessica's did. So back in 2016, took a leap of faith and I said, you know what? I, I still remember it. It's so scary. And I said, I'm quitting May 1st and uh, put in my letter of resignation. And at the same time that I put in my letter of resignation, um, I went and we didn't even have a payroll system at that time. We hadn't even been taking our own payroll. We were paying employees, but just sort of like running everything else, just sort of skimming off the top of like, oh, we're going to dinner tonight or things like that. So I remember I had to research and find a payroll company, found it. And I entered into payroll uh, basically the same amount of money that I was currently getting paid for my career. And it was going to be direct deposited two weeks from the day that I was resigning. And, and the funny thing is, is there wasn't that amount of money inside there when I had set that up. And so here I had 14 days to hustle and, uh, and not, I shouldn't say I hustle, we hustled. And from that point on all the way through to today, We've never missed a payroll. Somehow, 14 days later, that direct deposit ended up hitting, and uh, we woke up every single morning scared, um, scared, scared to death. death. Yeah, like something was chasing us. <laughs> and um, and I tell you, that is really, if I can give anybody uh, true advice, that is really what transformed us of really sort of having a hobby um, uh, into a into an actual business and it started to govern how we made decisions and had to uh, transform the way that uh, we uh, had vision. Um, all those little things um, without having the safety net of having this other career out there was really pivotal as far as in our trajectory. And so as you, you know, from 2016 and beyond, that's where we both really start to look at ourselves and go, wow, we're, we're business owners because that's truly when we stepped into that space of, of owning our own business and, and running it. It was definitely like 2018. Was it? Yeah, okay, it's not that it mattered. <laughs> Just it's all blur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That is that is so typical though of so many guys that have jumped in and and built from the ground up. Um and to, and to finally really take that leap of faith. I mean, I know guys that have gone without money. You know, they it's like there's I I can pay my employees but yeah, it has to bite the bullet because I got to keep them. Yeah, uh, we've done that, that was us for, for a lot of years. We've done that plenty yeah. of times throughout as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet 2020 is when we both, when I finally was taking a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So seven years in, I, I finally, we had made sure he had one, which paid for both all of us yeah. anyways. But yeah, I don't think I had one written to myself till three years ago. <laughs> that's just, that's crazy. Do you still have a prototype? Your, your first. I do. You do. Yeah, yeah. I have a little pile of stuff here. Um, this is definitely not it. I guess it's, I, I don't know. it's. Yeah. But yes, we do have it. We call it in our little museum. Yeah. If anything, we pull it out to, to show other uh, holster makers yeah. and, uh, and uh, even, you know, from a business standpoint, but it's really refreshing to sort of look at where you came from and uh, where you're at today. But uh to really sort of honor new holster makers that are coming into the market and never bash them because we all start at the same point. And it's this, it's this state. I mean, we always call it like, we're just further in the tunnel yeah. than somebody else's. We're 10 years deeper in the tunnel, but we all are on the same road, the same direction. And so it's interesting, the, all the different new uh, holster makers that we come across, it, it's almost like you could chart it like, oh, you're one. Year two, year three, and all the things that are important to them, things that they let go in year two, the things that change in year three, so on and so forth. We went on that exact same path in um, first 10 years into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the first holster, we still have it, and it still holds the gun really, really yes. well. And actually, we've shown it to many people, and they don't immediately even notice much of a difference. Although as holster makers, you can just pick stuff right away. But yeah. I don't even know if I posted a picture, if it would be significant to a lot of people that saw it. They'd be like, oh, that's a cool holster. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's just amazing the progression of what, what we've learned, even fine tuning the process, you know, more than probably anything. So um, that, that's yeah. such a cool deal. I know when, when uh, Lisa had, had done that very first holster and it was one of those that it, it was just for her that was it wasn't a business it was this is a way that I can carry and she was at one of the local gun shops in Oklahoma City and they were having a big training day and uh, John and Vicki Farnham were there and she was already acquainted they were already friends but Vicki comes up to her and just grabs her and is like, I, I hear you did this thing. And Lisa's mm -hmm. like, wow. And she was like, I, I want to see it. Do you, do you have it around? She was like, I'm wearing it. And she was like, in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You go to the bathroom and Lisa shows her how it, how it functions and does all the stuff. Vicki took it off of her. <laughs> That's great. Vicki took the first one. She's since given it back, but I just yeah. thought it was such a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, pretty similar. We did not, I think we accidentally made a business Yeah, because exactly. it, we definitely did not mean to. And then out of that grew our second business, which we also didn't mean to do. Not to say, oh, it just was so easy, but we weren't like setting out as two business people thinking, how can we make a business? Yeah. We probably would have done, we, those, they're a lot smarter than we are. Everything we have to learn the hard way. 
yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that's, that's yeah. the American way. That, that, that is. is cool. The thing yeah. that bothers me is the, and, and it happens in all kinds of little areas of, of this industry, whether it's empty hand or less lethal or firearms or holsters or other gear in general, um, is that this, this thing is so huge is that there's more than enough pieces of the pie for everybody. And, and it's also a really, really incredibly small community in the way that, um, you know, I don't get along with, with Jessica and, and I kind of burn a bridge there. And then all of a sudden it circles back and, uh-oh, guess who I need? I need Jessica. Exactly. Yeah. That's you, right. can't, you can't do those things. And there, and there are, you know, they're, they're, they're not incredibly common, but you know, you guys have experienced it for yourself. There's people out there that will, you know, snake their way in and steal your, steal your own designs and products and things and, 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 uh, or market like, you know, your stuff is theirs. We had a, a competitor once that used a, a member of CCW safe that we had defended in a murder trial. And then they did this big, huge ad campaign with him. Okay. Not permission, but it was like, if this guy hadn't had, you know, yeah. self-defense legal coverage, he would be serving the rest of his life in prison. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, but it has nothing to do with you. We're the one that yeah. put in the work. We're the one that did it all. So, right. um, yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, at, for as many thousands and thousands and thousands of remarkably good people you're always going to find that that little little yeah. nit there that is okay. wants to cheat and take the shortcut or, right. or stab to to make it a dollar you know here right. i'll give you the dollar yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah how many that's, that's humanity sadly <laughs> yeah. yes yes yeah um how many different holsters do you guys do how many well, how many designs of holsters do you do? And then how many firearms do you cover? Um, well, we have inside and outside the waistband holster styles. Okay. Um, for our inside the waistband, it's really one holster style, one, one mold cut, but we put different attachments on it, which can function different ways for mm -hmm. the person that's wearing it. So we have one that's built for appendix style with the appendix wing one that comes with the ulti clip where you don't have to wear a belt. Um, so it's the exact same holster every time. It's just, we change the belt attachment. So that's our inside the waistband. And then our outside the waistband, we have paddle style and also closed belt loop style. So two different ways that you can mount it onto your body. Um, we cover well, and, and both of those, we try to do all in left and right hand. So I would say 90% of our models now come also in left-handed, both inside and outside the waistband. And right now we have about uh, probably close to 80 different makes and models to include, you know, all the variances of Glock and all the different lengths of Glock and Smith and Wesson. We, it's pretty broad. Our mm -hmm. biggest request right now is more light bearing holsters and those are kind of a pain to make, but um, we are constantly looking at what's being newly released. Uh, we feel like we're always playing catch up 
we're now, and I don't think we'll ever feel ahead of what happens in the gun industry as far as being ready when they are launching. So I kind of wish that there was a little bit of communication because if we could launch a holster at the same time a new gun's released, it would just be so beneficial to the people that are actually buying the tools. But yes. um, yeah, we try to react as quickly as we can based on what we see going on out there. We know that if SIG releases something, we probably better buy it. We probably better get it. Uh, we have a pretty in-depth, we've changed our process quite a bit and um, we have to actually buy the real gun now, CD or I mean 3D scan it, we make a CAD file, our engineer then creates our molding out of aluminum. So our process is a little bit in depth, but it produces such great results for us and our really, really fast three-day turnaround. So regardless of what print is on it or what style of holster it is, every order that comes in, we have it out the door within three days. And so um, anyways, it's a little bit of a hassle, but at, in the end result, it gives our customers what they, that fast turnaround that they love. So. What is your turnaround? If I, if I sent you an email today and said, I want to order this for this. No, it's always three business days or less. So every, wow. yeah, every single day. Um, we don't, we do have a few real quick buy items that are listed on our website. Uh, they're Glock, SIG 365. They're all in black carbon fiber. Those are in instant buys. Those are shipped within two hours. Other than that, everything's pretty custom in the sense that you get to pick your color, your pattern, you know, the entire setup of the holster, your attachments. But regardless of what you order, it will leave our shop three days later or less. We are like today and yesterday, we're running uh, really ahead because we wanted to try to get anybody that thought about Mother's Day. We wanted it to land in their mailbox for their mom. So we really but, pushed hard. We actually- I, I think though we're probably one of, for a custom side of things, there's obviously plenty of people out there that do black holsters. We yeah, are the question, lead, but lead, I think we are the yeah. leading. Turn around to yeah. That's absolutely amazing to me though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and we try to really have it blasted everywhere on our site and we still get emails every day. What's your turnaround? What's your lead time? I don't want to order if it's going to take seven weeks. and. I gotta obviously make it bigger or something, but we, that is what we tried to put ourselves into the, this whole Amazon prime world. I say we're, I say, I rather, I always say we're the Chick-fil-A of holster makers because we are fast and also really kind. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we got the, you know, we we're, we're trying to meet people where they are wanting to, you know, nobody wants to wait for anything anymore. So we're trying to do our best in that. <laughs> That's that's pretty remarkable turnaround time though. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Um is everything you do Kydex? Yes. Okay. Um what is your what is your next move? What is your next step? Are you guys running um uh, are, are you doing vacuum molding now? Or are you are you yeah well we we heat in uh the t-shirt presses which is pretty standard across the board um and anybody that wanted to watch our process we don't hide anything we actually have a lot of fun making behind the scenes videos so you can go to our uh tiktok instagram social media pages and just kind of dig through videos and you'll get to see how we do what we do uh so we heat it in a t-shirt press we we vacuum form everything and then it goes right onto a CNC machine. And that's really what speeds up our time. So start to finish, we could have somebody walk in off the street and say, Hey, can you, any chance you guys make me a holster? 
and they can stay in there and watch it and we'll have it in their hands in 10 minutes. That's we're, well, depending on how much we talk while we're doing it. But <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, if we are just like, we got to make yeah. one holster, we're and out. That's really what happened for us uh, some years ago as well. There's like these little different little critical moments, but one of them was obtaining this engineer that we got. Um, uh, and it just really stemmed from friendship. But he really revolutionized our system mm -hmm. in the realm of CNC machines because most people think CNC machines and the majority of holster makers out there are using CNC machines to cut their holsters. However, they are cutting one singular holster at a time. Right. And we have the ability to really um, expand or retract the volume that we need to, to, to work at. So each one of our tables can cut six at a, at a time. And so, uh, you know, by the time we have, we have seven CNC machines in there right now, seven times six, that's 42 holsters. The time it takes to cut it, you're looking at about a minute 30, right? So you can sort of see the volume that you can move up into, whereas some people will have these big CNC machines. They have to open up the door, take that one thing out, and then reload it again. And then by that whole process goes through, you're looking at, say, five or six minutes to, say, load their next, their next uh, holster to be cut. Well, we're able to streamline that, right? I mean, something's cutting constantly. If that makes sense, even though we have these different load times. So our engineer really helped transform that with uh, the way that he thinks he, he really peeled it all the way back to the way that we mold was going to be consistent as far as that whole thing, which was then going to tie into our tables as far as with our CNC machines and the way that we cut. So do you pre-drill pre before you cut? Yep. So once the, uh, in the mold itself, there's actually pins in the mold, three of them that indicate where a, a hand drill or a punch is going to go. Once you, you punch out those three holes, that's really the only human touch that take that you could really foul up the holster at that point. Those three points are, are what gets fixed to a, a plate on the table, but it's consistent. It doesn't matter if you're doing an LCP little tiny gun, or if you're doing a large frame gun, those holes, um, translate basically no matter where you're going. And so that really made it um, easy. So the, you know, the employee obviously punches out those three holes. Once they put it on the table, there's a code on the piece of plastic. It, all they have to do now, we have a 12 year old in there and, and really they type in the four digit code, it's going to cut the holster. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a skill set we don't have, but this engineer yeah. is a whole <laughs> lot smarter than us. So yeah, yeah um, it really has it's really transformed our, our uh, speed really and, and consistency. So once you have that process, that part of the process down and you're kicking out the exact same product every single time, it, it just changes everything. So. Yeah. And, and let me just caution this because I know maybe some listeners or maybe other holster makers listen to this and we get this question all the time. Oh, I need a CNC room, uh, machine. And technically you don't, yeah. right? When you need a CNC machine is when you're trying to solve a problem, how I'm going to do it, I cannot get my orders out in time. And so now time is an issue. We were making for, you know, five, six years, we were making holsters and selling a lot of them, doing it by hand. But at some point we got to that plateau, you know what I mean, of that time is money. And so that's when a new holster maker should start thinking about that investment as far as going into that CNC machine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I... That's something I can nerd out with you on. <laughs> most, most folks don't understand the processes that go into place to, to manufacture these things. Um, I was, I ran the, the, the police academy for the largest agency in, in Oklahoma for almost 10 years. 
And so I, I had a really big budget because I was buying equipment for all, all the brand new guys coming in. Um, and I would always get approached by guys, you know, Hey, what about this? I got this product for you. You know, I, I think this holster is better than what you've got. And I'd always tell them, give me three or four of them. And, and we're going to T and E them, but I would explain what our T and E was also, you know, not only are we going to run them through and, and do stuff out at the range, I'm going to put them on belts. My DT guys are going to go to the gym and we're going to, we're going to see where the weakness is. Yeah. And I was astounded all the time. How many guys just were like, Ooh, hey, no, that's, that's not what this is for. I was like, well, yeah, my, I got to keep it yeah. alive. Yeah. And if, it, if you're not going to be party to that, then, then we're not going to even entertain the thought of looking at your stuff. Right. Um, but it's it's so cool. There's there's so many things out there. Now, do you guys do any law enforcement stuff? Are you just completely in the civilian market? Yeah, I would say we're completely civilian. Now, obviously, we service plenty of military and law enforcement, but we really try to stay niche into. Yeah. Um, like we have not found the bottom of the barrel having to deal with concealed carry market, right? And there might come a time when we're like, oh, we had to like start doing something else, but. Um, our wheelhouse is concealed carry. I, uh, and like, like, you know, from law enforcement, you start getting the level two, level three stuff. Um, to me, you really got to have your stuff dialed in and, and, and I'm not trying to knock anybody who's doing a level three or a level two holster out there, but I know what those are used for, right? That guy's rolling around and dealing with somebody and man, I would want to make sure I, I, I hate to say, it, like, I want to leave it up to safari land and some of these people that, that really have good patents and things like that, that uh, that holster is remaining inside that thing. But I would never want to hear something bad like that happen with one of my holsters, at least in a control setting. So. Well, it's, it's one of those that, you know, you were mentioning earlier that the, the uh, numbers of requests that you're getting for, for lights, you know, can yeah. you do this? I, I want to put this light on, we'll put that yeah. light on. Um, I really still, always go back we get questions like that mailed into us all the time you know do you know anybody that does this and mm -hmm. I, my first question is why right what is your mission you know you're, you're not going to go clear a building that's not what you're in this for i you know if it's if it's nothing more than than while i you know i, I shoot uh glock shooting sport competitions and and for no other reason than I'm going to use it like an underlug for the extra weight or something. Yeah. I don't know why they're using it. Um, I know that when I was on the streets, I always carried a weapon light for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, um, longer than that. But even still, when I went inside and was working a desk, I, I didn't have a light on my on my gun. I had a light available to me all the time, but I didn't I didn't carry it on my gun. And one of the things is a concealment holster. If I start building it out to accommodate all the extra little gadgets that we can go now, we can we can do a dot and we can safely do that. But as soon as I start opening that up, anything underneath the frame of the gun. I'm also exposing because I have to make a channel that it'll fit through. 
And I, I also wind up exposing my trigger. So I'm, I'm not nearly as safe as what I'd like. And, and uh, I think that's something I, that I really appreciate is the fact that we've got guys like you all that are out there going, you know, we got to keep this thing as, as safe and secure. And if, if you can't access the trigger at all, you, you really don't have anything more than a paperweight. Um, it doesn't yeah. become, doesn't become yeah. dangerous until we can, we can get that little hangy down thing and, and get <laughs> something. Off it. So, uh, yeah, we get we get a lot of wild requests, and we kind of wonder the same thing of why, um, you know, people are doing certain things. Um, I can say that even just referring back to the law enforcement holsters or working with law enforcement, I think um, in business it's pretty smart to sort of understand where you're, um, like who who's your customer, and after you know looking at that in depth for ourselves and even not just so much who's your customer but who what's your mission behind what you're doing and what are you doing it for and yeah. it really really truly is for for the a concealed carry honestly it's to the people who don't know what gun they're carrying <laughs> because we can i can totally relate to not knowing what a sweat guard is and what uh, what any of the functions of the gun are I was so clueless when I got on to try to order my first holster. I was, I froze. I was overwhelmed by the questions and it was like three questions, but I had no idea what I was, what I was being asked to decide in this initial order that I ended up canceling. But, um, I've never forgotten what that feels like. And we get a lot of customers who ask very questions that might seem very silly to people but we don't believe that there's ever a silly question. If you're asking the question, it's because you have that same thing that I had in me, Joseph had it before he ever learned, like you want to know because you want ultimately to pr protect yourself and to, you know, to, to never be a victim, whatever that develops to be, hopefully none of us are ever required to ever pull our gun out. Like that's, you know, you're, you're carrying something that hopefully you never have to use, <laughs> but, um, but there's no silly question. And that anyways, so to, I guess to just circle back around. That's our customer. That's where our passion is. That's where our heart is. Um, and then, you know, we get to help a lot of other people along the way. Um, you asked what's next for us. I was going to touch on that a little bit. Um, we, uh, I guess it's been six years that we have started Eclipse Holster 10 years ago, six years ago, we launched Holster Builder, which is our other company that we run right here in our shop. And it supplies all the parts and pieces to other holster makers. So we were buying our inventory and such that we were helping other people save on shipping. And we just were helping people, which turned into a business. So we accidentally made two businesses. Um, but we really have found ways that we get to help teach other holster makers on that side. We've welcomed people into our shop to show our process. So then we're getting to help our end consumer and other holster makers who have also been in the tunnel that we have. So our, our desire, I think, to help people probably surpasses a lot of what we, what all the other things that are going on. Um, we recently launched a website on Holster Builder and that's a vendor platform. And our eyes are kind of on this whole, like, where are people going to buy and sell things when the entire 2A community gets shut down off of everything, Amazon, Walmart, you name it. And so we started a couple years ago with this dream of this website that we're now really pushing. It's open now and it's pushing hard to allow any vendor who makes anything, has anything to do with holsters, knife makers, 
I mean, any leather. leather, and it could be finished holsters. It could be you developed a belt attachment that you think everybody should have access to. Now this is a platform where people get to post to 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 put it on there, and people can buy it, and it will never be regulated the way other places are when it comes to you know gun items. Um, so we're doing that, and we are honestly kind of going backwards on the eclipse side, and and starting to build in what it's like to buy a holster or buy a gun for the very first time and, and refocusing back where we started 10 years ago. Who's that person out there? Because we see all these new gun owners, but but how do they know what to even go and look at and and who, do, you know, just any little tips we can offer on that. And then what holster might be right for me? It might not even be our holster, but we're going to have a lot of education on our website that says, here's all the areas that you can look. Here's the things to consider. There's no silly question. Here's what a sweat guard is. We have people all the time that say, do you have a holster for my nine mil? I mean, these are men and women emailing us. And then to now all of our staff knows they, they respond very kindly, but the amount of people that we have to ask, send us a photo of their gun because they don't know where to even look on the slide to tell them. And a lot of times it's not even a nine millimeter. It could be, well, you have a 380 and it's, you know, this. Um, so that we've educated our staff on it. Everybody treats everybody with kindness, um, as, you know, with emails and, and all these things, but kind of refocusing back again to why, why it all started in the beginning and who can we help now along that way. So. Well, I love that, that you're addressing the people that are, they're invested enough in their own personal protection that they know what they know and they know what they don't know and they know to ask the questions. Sure. Yeah. You know, it it's it's almost the reason that I don't even go. I, I try to avoid public ranges as much as I possibly can, just because of the things that you see on the line inside a a, a range. And it's just like, well, who who told you that was a good idea? <laughs> well, I saw John Wick do it, so it's got to be great. Well, yeah, it, it, it's so it's so incredibly troubling to me. Um, but but to be intelligent enough to know, I don't know this. I need to I need to reach out to the people that do. I need to mm -hmm. to you know, is this something I even need? You know, nobody knows until you know. Um, yeah, we're so believers that, uh, I mean, as much as we, yeah, obviously we're in the business of, of selling holsters, but, uh, and we believe in the Second Amendment, but we also believe fully that not everybody needs to carry and, uh, or yeah. should carry, I should yeah. say, whatever it is. Is it their right to carry? Absolutely. Um, but people like what you just said need to take a hard look and go, okay, if this is something that I want to do, I'm all about, you should be. Have some training behind it. It's yeah. a it's a it's a piece of equipment that can obviously cause a lot of harm. There's a lot of misconceptions on it and things like that. And so, um, get proper training. Don't just oh well. I guess I can drive. It's my right to drive. And and yet you have never gotten behind the wheel before. Whatever it is, and you go out right. and buy a car or something like that. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it at least we've required you to show at least some level of proficiency to operate a motor vehicle on our roads. Right. I don't, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. It's, it's just it's probably quiet, probably quiet the noise on a lot of these bad mistakes that end up happening out there. That then, of course, just throws 
nothing yeah. but harm and negativity towards this firearm, which really has nothing to do with it, has to do with the person that's behind it that uh, is uh, doing bad things. So. Yeah. Well, sure. I wish that other people could see even just this conversation here with three people who have a lot of experience with guns, have been around a lot of people with them, and we still also agree that there should be specific requirements like we're not you know there's this whole i think there's a lot of misconceptions not to go so deep on that but just that we all could care less and everybody should just be wielding a gun and be out there doing whatever you want we all don't agree that with that either i mean it's yeah that i i constantly tell people that but to include my own parents who completely support what we do but i don't think they'll ever conceal carry if you knew the people that were in the grocery store with you that might be concealed carrying, it'd probably surprise you how many people you're walking around with. Because the, the real truth of the people that are passionate and in this whole kind of circle with us, don't ever make a statement about it at all. You'll never know that they're carrying. Now, we might notice a way, the way they're carrying their shirt. You might notice a little thing and do the little head nod of like, I see you. We aren't out there trying to make a point for anybody to see it. I get this question a lot with our holsters that we make because everything is, you know, you can put any pattern you want on it now. It is, it's kind of a fun realm for us to be in. And this whole like, well, why in the world would you ever make a holster that's neon or why do you need flowers on it? I mean, I say, why do you wear a white, uh, are you only wearing white underwear? Like what, what color are your socks that you're wearing? Like it's about you. Nobody sees it, but like, why can't you? The idea is that nobody's going to see it. Well, if nobody sees it, why? Because, because we can, because we want to. Yeah. Because it's my choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why do you carry, why do you carry a Glock? Why don't you carry a SIG? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I still can't believe you just went out and bought your wife a gun. And at least, at least you got a small gun. At least I got yeah. a small gun. I see so many. We see so many people. The girl yeah. comes in to get her first holster, oh, and we're like, "Oh, pull it out!" And, and here's this little itty bitty five foot two girl, and she's pulling out this full size, you know, Beretta or something like yeah. that. I'm like, "Come on, that wasn't your choice. That wasn't your choice at all." <laughs> I got a, got a Langdon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, horrible. Mm, yeah, I know who wants that gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Um, I remember, this is a little side thing, but I was just thinking about Glock, and then it made me think, when I was first making holsters, he had bought this Smith & Wesson MVP shield, which I continually said over and over and over. I looked for a holster for it. I knew I had a shield, and I still thought every gun was a Glock. I started making holsters for other people, and I thought every gun was a Glock the learning curve that had to come into this brain and then to find out that glock had 30 other different types of glock i mean it oh i was the pain and now you could lay out we got i don't know how many guns we have out lay out every day for our final retention and i mean i could close my eyes you could just all of us in the shop you could just close your eyes you can touch and feel you could all you have to do is touch one part of it you're like i know exactly what that is but whew, i had no idea that i I did I had no business starting a business because I had no idea what I didn't know, but here we are today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm I'm still just always so impressed with the folks in Lisa's shop. The exact same thing. I mean, you can blindfold them and they go, Oh yeah, that's da 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 da. Yeah. And and to go down the shield line, 
You know, how right. many how many different different variations has Smith and Wesson put out of this same same little gun? And it's like, yep. Well, and why? Why? Yes. <laughs> every every shot show we sort of dread of uh oh, what's coming out this year that we're gonna have to make sure we scramble and get it. Get yes. Quickly, but, you know, yeah. I guess everybody's you know, always calling. <laughs> you know that you were, you were mentioning um, the evolution and the, and the new firearms are coming out and the changes in firearms and things like that. And um, I, I I think that's something a lot of people don't also understand is is how much work goes on, <clears throat> not just with you guys selling your products at shot or wherever you're you're setting up um but the networking and having to go around and going hey this is this is who we this is what we do what do you have new what do we need to what do we need to be ready for what do we need to see um that's that's such a big deal and you know obviously we're in i don't know i, I think we're in just an amazing time period as far as uh the handguns that are available to us um and the improvements i mean yeah, there's, there's a lot of really good stuff yeah, yeah safety features and things that are coming available are, are are great i remember back shoot it was just 20 years ago that the red dot was coming out you know and and you had these old timers here like, we'll never use that because that's going to fail and all this other stuff but uh, man, look at all what it's done as far as helping new shooters and helping them be more accurate and things like that. And they they fixed all these problems, you know, in that in that in that scheme of of uh, where the you know say the battery would would die out on and things like that, and that it's that it still has um, illumination and things like that. So, anyways, technology, all these things as they as they sort of go hand in hand with these decisions, whatever it is, I think are always going to enhance the products moving forward for sure. Well, and and those of us that that were the ones giggling and and making fun of guys, uh, you're shoot, you're doing what? You're shooting at dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the longest time, I'd make fun and say, you know, it's going to be like me on a stick shift. You can't steal my car now because you don't know how to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't use my gun. You don't know how to use irons. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also at that age that my eyesight is failing, and guess what? Yeah, um and and i also understand that the you you can't buy better better scores on the range you gotta you gotta actually invest the time and that's where that's where those things sure. come it's not mm -hmm. that you know Absolutely. obviously if, if you can play a 200 dollar guitar you can pay it play a $1,200 guitar, but yeah, right. you play a guitar at all, it doesn't matter which guitar I put in your hand. You're not going to be able to play. That's right. That's just the way it works. So you've got a couple of websites. You've got a couple couple businesses. How do our people find you and 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 see where you're at? Where How do they get to you? Let's, let's show them, show them okay. how to get um, Well, EclipseHolsters.com is our website, which is you know, the best place to go and make purchases. We have a live chat on. So if it's Monday through Friday, there's always somebody sitting at a, at a desk here that can jump onto a question quickly. So if they're on and they're searching and not quite sure what to do, 
we try to get, we try to have that answered. If the chat box is on, we have it answered within a minute or so. So that's a good resource. Um, our, our phone number is also on our website and there's always somebody here answering phones Monday through Friday. Um, outside of our direct website link, we are really big on, I shouldn't say really, really big. We're really into doing things on social media. So it's a great place to see all of our patterns and prints actually in a finished product in our pictures that we display, lots of fun videos. So LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Clapper, Pinterest, Facebook, pretty much everything, <laughs> except I'm not really doing anything on Twitter. I don't know how to tweet, but anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's for the, um, that's for Eclipse to buy a finished product. Our Holster Builder website is holsterbuilder.com. That's parts and pieces, but that's also where you would find our vendor account. And we haven't found anybody that wants to sell something that we decided, no, oh, that's not a good fit. I, we love to see what people have created. I mean, it could be a wallet. A, 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 or maybe you want a leather holster. Yeah, there. yeah, we have leather, leather makers on there. People have put first aid kits on there. Lots of other defense type tools. We have a lot on Eclipse too, but... Um, you can customize your own products on there, but it's kind of a cool place to go where you're looking for even accessories for your holster. I carry a lot, but Holster Builder is a supply company and there's a lot more that they offer on there um, that you, if you want to go try a belt attachment or something. So um, it's kind of, I'm spoiled in the sense of inventory as far as Eclipse goes though, because our supply company is our shop and we just walk right over and grab our Kydex. So that's yeah, helps our that helps with our three-day turnaround because the inventory is sitting here for Holster Builder and it supplies all of Eclipse. So I, I've ne we don't run out of anything ever, I, I, ever. So I'm, we've built two things that really go well with each other. And like you were saying, some it's funny in the holster industry. I think a lot of holster makers probably don't realize that we own both companies, but when we first launched and we kind of announced Hey, we're, we're branching off or, or we're adding this and check us out on holster builder. It actually caused, it caused a little bit of firestorm in there because holster makers didn't want to buy from us because we were holster makers. Well, I'm not going to give you my money. Not that we're asking, like, we're just like, Hey, we're helping you out. We're going to do some free shipping and try to better offer some, what we did is we took the big pieces of Kydex and cut it down to the sizes we knew holster makers were using. We just started changing the distributor side of it to be more helpful for people because we knew what it felt like and so we ended up you know a lot of people buy from us and some people i mean they are like i will not support another holster company and i know you're married so forget it so <laughs> it's funny um i mean either way <laughs> but hilarious actually yeah even though i can get it cheaper from you right <laughs> you do this so i'm gonna go over here yeah yeah exactly crazy um have you guys got any shows coming up any anything you're you're doing or do you guys we're gonna walk the show we're gonna walk blade show here because we think that we'll make that being a, a part of our yearly thing so uh blade show east coast there's also a blade show west coast um and that's primarily from the holster builder side we're hoping oh, to make yeah. connections yep. but yeah that will be there on the floor to see what it's like and then maybe have a booth next time yeah only show we ever really do once a year that's big is shock show um but we're trying to 
well, we've never done the NRA show either. And I think we've decided we can't be missing out on these anymore. So mm -hmm. even if we just go just to network and meet people without having a table, I think there's a lot of value in that. I'm going to tell you, we, we have had absolute amazing success at NRA. Oh, good. Okay. What next year is Dallas and the year after is Atlanta. So okay. uh, you know, big locations, big, big crowds. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And we are going to, of course, share this when you have a link with all of our followers as well. And so I'm can you add in your company and how they can find you? Or is that already on your I imagine that's going to be on the link as well. But I we definitely want to share about what you do but and the value that you bring to this whole thing. We also do uh Facebook IG and okay. and YouTube um a couple of different uh podcast platforms and things like that but i'll i will absolutely send it to you guys and, and give you the dates that we post and we'd we'd be honored if you if you put it out there as well so and thank you guys so much for for jumping on um kind of a little quick chance meeting and and i was impressed with your stuff at shot show and I think there's a lot of our, our viewers out there that are, we have a lot of new gun owners. Um, so I try to get as many folks across that, that can expose them to the ins and outs of the industry. And, and it's not just about shooting the gun. There's so many other moving parts to this that, that uh, make us all successful and uh, help us carry safely. So I want to thank you guys so much for for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, it's good. I like to tell everybody thanks for tuning in. And uh, as always, you can reach me directly. Um, I am Rob R O B at ccwsafe.com. Thank you so much, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks. <laughs>